So the shirt tonight is called Shem. Oh, what's it called? Shem a bad place. Shem a bad place. Okay. So let's look. It's in the parshas. Um, what is it? Perek Lamed Zion, Pasuk Yedalit. So, um, so why don't we go? You know, let's go to your base. Start with your base. I'm saying your base. So it says, "Vayilchu Echav Liros Esonaviyam Bishlam." So the brothers went to uh, pasture the sheep of their father in Shlem. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because that's uh, that's where they went. Okay. Fine. So they went to pasture the sheep <laughs> their father's sheep in Shlem. Vayomi Shal Yosef. Behold, on your brothers um, grazing, uh, pasturing in Shem. Let me send you and uh, go, and I'll send you to them. And he says, Come here. So go, go, see see them. And go back and tell me. And he sent him from the valley of Hebron, the depths of the valley of Hebron, by Yavo Shechema. Right, and he came to Shechem. Right, and he came to Shechem. Right, and he came to Shechem. Right, so um, he said, what are you looking for? Look at my brothers, can tell me where they are? Where they're grazing? They traveled from here. They traveled from here. I heard them saying, let's go to Dozon. Yosef went and he found them in Dozon. He saw them in the distance. So they started planning how to, to kill him. Right? And the rest is history. <laughs> right? Okay. So. Okay. So it's fine. So there's some Rashi's here. Some interesting Rashi's. So first of all, it says, Liros es tzon, right? Liros es tzon on your base. It says, Nakud al s. The word s. Maybe you're sharing this one. I forget what. But s. There's dots on top of the s. To show you, they really went to graze to pasture themselves. Right? They didn't really go to pasture the sheep. They went to pasture themselves. Whatever that means. That's a funny, funny word to use, right? Indulge themselves to eat to something. Okay. Hineni, fine. Lashana Navavazrizos, right? He says in his diaries, the Mitzvah, he was careful to quick to do his father's Mitzvah. So even though he knew his brother hated him. Okay. Okay, so this is the main, the Pasuk. So there's two, two Rashis. I mean, we'll see which one we'll take up. But the first one is Chevron's not in a valley, it's on a mountain. So what does it mean? From the deep advice, counsel of this tzaddik who is buried in Chevron. So, the depths of Chevron doesn't mean that it's a deep place. It means from deep advice or deep counsel that Hashem told Avram Vino that there's Rizmin of Asarim. And this sale was the first step in the realization of that ultimate promise of, you know, that your children are going to be strangers in a foreign land. And this is the first step of the moving towards Mitzrayim. So that's what it means. Okay. 
They came to Shechem. Mako Muchan Lepranus. It's a place which was uh, prepared for adversity, punishment, evil, bad stuff. Right? Why? Sham Kilkalu Hashvatim. Here the Shvatim, I guess, were, you know, ruined themselves, acted sinfully, presumably means this, right? And they sold Yosef. Sham Ina Inu as Dina. Here Dina was raped, afflicted, right? Shem, right? I want to shem that whole thing. Sham Nechliku Machos Beis David, and this is where the Machos Beis David is split up. Shnei Vayelach Rechavam Shachama. So Rechavam went to Shem. They were going to coronate him in Shem, and um, they wanted to uh, pay. He wanted. Uh, they wanted to lighten the taxes which Shlomo Melch paid. And the Shlomo charged them, and they asked for a reprieve, if you will. And Rechavam, you know, asked his advisors, his father's advisors, and they said, yeah, give them a, give them a break. And then he asked his little, his younger advisors, and they said, no, no, no. And he ended up uh, keeping a high, strong strengthening the tax on them. And they didn't like it, and they rebelled, and Yeravam went, and he set up another kingdom, and basically it was the beginning of the split. Okay, but that happened when they were uh, they were incarnating in Shem. <clears throat> so that's like the splitting point. So Shem has got these three things, three bad things which happened in Shem. Again, it's not an order actually. I mean, it's not in a chronological order. So chronologically, I guess the Dina thing came first, then this one about them selling him, and then the the kingdom breaking up. So it's a place which is um, prepared for a promise, right? Uh, let's get a teeny, teeny bit more in the Rashi's. So that, that's the main Rashi's I want to take up, but that's the title. So when it says a man found him, it means it was Gabriel. It wasn't just a regular man, it was Gabriel. Now, they turned, when he says they traveled from here, it means they traveled away from their brotherhood. What does it mean they went, let us go to Doson? It's like where they're preparing, planning like um, schemes, conspiracies. Of laws to, to kill you to with them. Plimshadas means they said, let's go to Dosan, another place. But he's saying is that the Drusha is like they were trying to come up with the schemes, arguments to be able to kill Yosef. Okay, fine. So um yeah, so, so let's get back to um again, there's a lot of things going flying flying around here. <clears throat> and I guess a lot of things we could potentially take up. But um any questions? Yeah. It's like a continuity of like Rashi saying when our apostle like came in like mid dollar, right? Yeah. yeah. That um that there was a the Schwatzen did the thing in Shem. Right. But then there you also found them in the I know, I know. Good so question. He's saying the shot of Dosan is really that they went to another place that yeah. it wasn't Shem. Right, good question. I mean the shot is that. They really were in Shem, and he went to look for them in Shem, and he found the man, and the man says, oh, I saw, I heard them saying, they traveled to me, and they went to Dosan, right? And he found them in Dosan, and he sold them in Dosan. They sold them in Dosan. So it wasn't in Shem. Shem Kilgalo Shvatim was Kilgalo. What they do, they left Shem, and they went to Dosan. So they right, in Flame Shot, I mean, if you want to say no, or whatever, but in Flame Shot, is it Dosan's name of a city? Yeah, and Rashi says at the end, they're like, oh, no. Yeah, right? Right, so that busts up the whole theory about that it's Mukhan um, Lebronis. 
Yeah. Okay, good. Even if it did happen in Shechem, so you can't use that as a proof that this is a place that's Mukhan Lakoranos. You could take any Purnos that ever happened and <clears> say, <throat> oh, it happened over there. So that shows you that that place must be Mukhan Lakoranos. Right. Right. But it happened to be the same exact place as Dino's raped. That's the one thing. Yeah, okay, so let's do things well, now. Uh, still, now still. This is going to be a second. No, that's so yeah. Washing, right? a book on it, they did it. Didn't a bunch of things happen in the Jewish one? I don't know. We're still going to shine. Yeah, the Corbin both base and Mikdash is the Jewish one, I think. <laughs> it's chill. It's chill. Yes, Ayala? Isn't Shechem isn't within the boundaries of what will become Eretz Yisrael? So why would it be a place of Puranus if it's within the place that will ultimately be part of the Holy Land. Okay. Okay. Why would there be a place that just built upon us altogether? Yeah, that, that's an even better question. Okay. But, and why would Yosef be buried in Shechem? Yosef is buried in Shechem. There's still a caver today. It's caver Yosef that they, they tried, to, the Palestinians tried to destroy it, but it's there. Okay. So the valley is representative of the deep council. Right. Is that really true? Have is because the proof that he brings is a good proof because they say Eretz Yisrael's Kavoni Kol Aratzos. That's why why by Yahu when I got there. Because it was high. Anytime they entered Israel, it says by Yahu. I don't know. I don't know. Rashi's learning that. It means that it was on a mountain. <clears throat> is it on a mountain? Anyone know? Clever? Yeah. This is why I lose on Nick. It's frozen for me. Oh, uh, same. We frozen? We said adversity here. Yeah, they say adversity. Run us what? And why did why did Rehoboam go to get coordinated over there? Because already in Makam Mukana Ranas. Yeah. He was a Khamaka. Right. What's 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 the point? Like like what are you supposed to do with this information anyway? Ooh, that's we hear you again, but you keep freezing out. How's that? Better? Hopefully it's better. Maybe it was on a bad network. See you now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Donnie, yeah. So what's your question again? Yeah, I just, what's the difference of having a place in Milton Brunton? Are we supposed to therefore not go there or it's just to something? Like, what's the point? Correct. I mean, what, what, you know, what place under the sun hasn't had tragedies? <laughs> I mean, or had bad things too. I mean, it's the world. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. Right. And that's, I think, the big question to me. Like, what does it mean? A bad luck place? 
Like, what does that even mean? Isn't it's not places which cause things, it's people. And also, so what does it even mean? A place, yeah, it's just like the power that the powers of luck in that place. Well, the stuff that happened didn't happen yet, happen yet. Yeah, right? It didn't happen yet. And what does it mean? It's prepared, prepared by who by Hashem by the force of evil. Like, what is that? Why should there be such a place? What does it even mean that there's such a place? Right? What do you go there and now you're going to get zapped somehow? Like, what's that? What does that mean? It's hard to believe that they knew it was at this point. I guess, out on the surface, because yeah, only one thing happened there. there this big, didn't happen yet. There was big mace that happened there, but they were safe. They were safe from being sure, uh, from from retribution. Right. 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 So I don't know if Yaakov, I know you could ask a good question. Why did Yaakov send them in the first place? But that's, didn't he realize? Uh, that's right. a good question. But let's, uh, I'm going to leave that low. So, a little bit of a side point. Shot, did that's a good question. Where was this pit? I mean, on the surface, if you follow the Pshat of it sounds like it was in Dosan. The pit, right? Because that's just it. They traveled to Dosan, and he sounds like he went there and he found them. Gayim saw him Dosan. And then they started whatever. Now, why would they slap him back to Shlam? Doesn't sound like that, right? Presumably, it was in the pit in Dosan. So, what does it mean that they're in a Skalkalan, right? <laughs> Who's that other thing is also funny. Again, it's a different point, and maybe we'll have to take them separately. But the thing of Emma Chevron, that he sent him from the depths of Chevron to fulfill the deep council, the one who's buried in Chevron. That's what it means. Like, if that's the Pshat on the Posse, it doesn't work out. What does it mean? It's not a valley. So, what's his answer? Oh, it's like the fill. It's such a stretch. No, it's like a, you know, a lot of liberties with the reading of the Posse. The deep council to the one who's buried in Chevron. That's what it means. So the fact that it's a stretch is one thing, but like, what's the point then? Like, what's what's that message, right? It's strange. Let, let us look. Um, let's go to the Shem, the first Shem incident, okay? So the first Shem incident was basically, I, th- I feel like maybe we discussed this a few weeks ago, I don't remember, but basically he, um, you know, Yaakov went into Eretz Yisrael, right? He's finally, he's getting, running away from Lachlan, going to Eretz Yisrael, and I guess he encounters Esau, Right, and then he's uh, he's living in these sukos, right? Fine, but then he comes into then he comes into Shem. It seems like it's like his, his initial entry into Eretz Yisrael, into Eretz Canaan, is into Shem. It's like at the his, his entry point, and you see afterwards, Yaakov was worried. You know, based on the whole war with Hashem and Levi, that the inhabitants of Shlam are going to, you know, take him down, right? You'll have and they're going to, right? He's very worried about that. And the brothers were worried that, on the contrary, like it's only saying, "Oh, you're going to kind of make make us into like um, prostitutes or whatever, they can take advantage of us." So it'll be. It's like, look, they're entering Eretz Yisrael, and they're coming back. You know, here it is, Yaakov and his family coming back there to Israel. And like in fury, he had a reputation, but he's gone. And now he's going to come in with his family. And there's like, he has, in theory, he has to establish himself. So he comes to Shem and he buys a piece of land, right? From uh, whatever, from Yad B'nei Chamar And he sets up in his bath and he's, you know, he's like kind of getting started here. This is like his initiation in Eretz Yisrael. And it could be that it's not accidental 
that Shem or that Dina was raped here. In other words, like the question is, what, what was that whole Dina incident, you know? So he saw her, Shem ben Chamar saw her, and it's, it's interesting, it says, Vayikach osa vayishka osa vayanat, right? So he's, Vayishkav osa, he slept with her, vayanat, and he afflicted her, right? So what's the double ashram? So he says, Vayishkav osa is kedarka, the regular via, vayanat, shalok kedarka, via shalok kedarka, which is like, I guess, more of an affliction, a pain, like a, so, so I want to say is like maybe there's like there's two things going on there. This is It's like on the one hand he saw her, she was beautiful, and he loved her, and he wanted her, you know. But there's also there's like a a like an affliction. It's like an aggressive dimension to it. Also, it's by yishkav osa vayaneha that he's. It's like it's like a romantic sexual thing, but it's also an afflicting, an attack. And maybe like part of the attack. Was like they were. They looked down at Bnei Israel. Did, did we talk about this or no? Not at all. Because I remember she said that's what Shem said to to her. Spoke Aleinu Nara. He says, "Look, your father bought this small little people land for nothing, and uh, Ni, I'll be your wife, and you can have the whole field, the whole land, all the fields." So it means like he he was talking down about Yaakov. You know, your father bought this little piece of land for enough for a lot of money. Look how much money he wasted. And so my point is like, there's like a certain superiority that Shem, that the nations of the people who were in there, Israel felt towards Bnei Yaakov. And maybe implicit in the attack on Dina was a degradation of Dina and who she stood for. And that was what the brothers thought. They're like treating her like she's garbage. But yeah, that's why they were worried about that. Because it's true. It wasn't just... Um, that he, that he loved her. There was there was well that was part of it, but there was also a like a degradation. They looked down at Israel. and and Yaakov was worried about that. That there was this feeling, this sentiment that they were going to people looking down at them, and now he thought you're going to start a fight. They're going to all team up on us and just knock us out. So my point is like Shem is like their initial entry point, their first settlement in Eretz Israel, and they're getting abused. Dina's getting raped. They're having this whole struggle. The brothers are getting thrown off. They're making mistakes. They're judgment driven on Levi and they're not sure. I mean, whatever. They're setting up this plan and Yaakov criticizes them and whatever. It's like a bad place. It was bad. It was basically here they're trying to enter the land of Eretz Yisrael, the land where they're supposed to be, the promised land and all that. And they was initially they have this whole thing with the rape. And then, you know, they make the scheme and they fight and they win the war. But then Yaakov criticizes them and like, so I'm saying is like in a certain sense, on the psyche of the brothers, Shimon and Levi, but the, you know, Klai Yisrael as a whole, it, it was, it's like our initial entry into Eretz Yisrael is referenced by Shem, and it was like a bad experience. It wasn't the excitement that they would have expected or one would have thought of, and, and you know, it, it's hard. It was a hard entry. You know, it's like you enter in, it's like not so easy to make Aliyah. Sometimes they have a hard time at first. So there was like, that's kind of what happened to them. It was tough. They were, it wasn't a warm welcome. Okay. Um, you should look at the Rashi on Karplamid Hay Pasakala. Okay, hold on. Yeah. The Fishe Charta Vadera. 
נענשת, אבל חזרת מביתך. I mean, it should have happened, um, it should have uh, moved along quicker. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's part of it. The tarry is there. I'm just trying to understand what the Baranas is. Oh. Okay. So hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm not going there. Okay, so now... Okay, so I want to say like this, is that... That Shem for them was like an emotionally ridden place. There's a place of conflict. There's a place where they were attacked, where they made this whole scheme and they won the war. They destroyed Shem, but then Yaakov gave them Musar and put them in their place and they answered back. It's like, it's like a place which was very laden with emotional, a lot of emotions flying around the place of their inferiority of being attacked, of their superiority of winning the war, of their father putting them in their place and telling them, you guys are making a mistake here. And then they ended up succeeding because Ashkachat had saw to it that they did, they were in attack. So it's like, it's a, it's a place which is complex in their psyche. And so maybe now they're going to Shrem, right? They're going to Shrem, right? So, not exactly, but something is like, um, it says they went to indulge themselves, right? That's what she says. Leros is atzman to graze, you know, to pasture themselves. It's like, maybe shchem for them. Like, they, they're feeling at this point, right? Before this, they have a very strong aggression to Yosef. And I guess in a certain sense, they're not happy that their father is um, favoring Yosef by that whole, you know, giving him his favoritism. And it's like too much. Like their father's telling them, Yosef's the man, colored coat. They feel the pressure of the father who's uh, asking them to accept Yosef as the leader. And it's just, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. They can't handle their being put in their place by their father and by Yosef and the dreams. And they, they just need out. They need to escape. They need to get away. So they go to Shlem. Right? So maybe Shechem, again, they have Shechem, and on one hand, Shechem is the place of their victory. If they feel lowly and put down by their father, by Yosef, Shechem is the place where they basically won this war. They were put down, but they, uh, they uh, raised themselves up, and they won a war. They went behind their father's back, but they ended up being so victorious, and in some sense, they might feel like they were right, because they did defend the Inna's honor and defend Israel's honor. Yaakov was thought, criticized them, but who was right? After all, yeah, nothing bad happened. Seems like on the contrary. So they flexed their muscles and they pulled it through, pulled it out. Uh, over their father. Over their father's descent, you know? So maybe it's like when they went there, they were like looking to, they didn't just accidentally choose a place, but it was a place which had this emotional meaning to them. And if they feel inferior, undermined by Yaakov, and by Yosef, maybe by going there, it helps will boost their ego or build them up. So what I'm starting to paint the picture is like places have psychological meaning to a person. Sometimes you go to a place, and, oh, I hate that place. Why do you hate that place? Oh, when I was there, blah, 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 blah. right? I mean, places, when things happen to you, when meaningful events happen to you, bad or good, the places take on meaning. 
Now this meaning, especially, I mean, depending on what happens there, it, it could throw you off. You might be an ordinarily rational person, but the place could play, play games with your emotions and put you in a state of mind, which is where you're tilted. And that could be a source of promise, bad things happening. Place where you're not, you're not even keeled. You're not in a state where you're able to make good decisions. So maybe they got to Shem, and then what happened? Somehow they traveled from there, right? So I don't know exactly what happened, but somehow it seems like they were uncomfortable there. They wanted to go, they, they got this idea, right? They see Amen Ahwa. Sounds like they're planning, right? It's not clear why. I'm not sure if it's like maybe when they got to Shechem, it didn't really do it for them. Maybe it brought up conflicts that they couldn't deal with that they weren't happy about. Or maybe Shechem's this other thing I was thinking. It's like Shechem's a city. It's a city, and I know they're grazing there, but maybe if they want to have some sort of a plan of to get Yosef, sounds like that's what Rashi's saying. They had these plans of, um, you know, the, when they knew he was coming, they had a plan. But it says right away they traveled from their brotherhood. Maybe they had some sort of, yeah, Nehal son Rashi says to come up with plans to be able to kill him. Maybe they wanted to be in a more private place. Maybe like, maybe in Shechem is where they got this idea, right? Just when they went to that place, they felt superior. And now they felt like, now they got the, let's say what I'm saying, they got the strength and fortitude and the strength of personality. They were able to stand up to their father when they went to Shechem. If it gave them the memory of how they did stand up to their father and they were right in their minds, at least in their minds, and then they got a plan. Oh, I know our father thinks Yosef's the man, but we, we think he's wrong. He's made mistakes before in our minds. And now let's put an end to this. Let's make a plan. Let's get rid of him. So why did they practically go to Dosan? That's what I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's maybe they, it was a better place. I mean, they'd have to do it in a place where people aren't around. And throw him in a pit. If there are people around, then he's like, he's not going to die in a pit or whatever. Like maybe they just wanted to, again, I don't know exactly what Dosan was or what, what Shem was, but Saying there was like in Shem, even though it didn't happen in Shem, that was your guys' questions. It's like it didn't happen in Shem, but Shem is where they got thrown off, and when they made their plans, and where they um, they the Nashim and Ahwa, they traveled away from their brotherhood, and it was the effect that Shem had on them, which caused them pushed them over the edge, in a sense, and gave them the mental strength to go out on a limb and to go out on their own and to undermine their father and to do what they did to Yosef. And again, the place is Muslim Pranas is because again, it's a psychological thing. It, 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 may, it, it, it plays with your mind and plays with your psyche and played with psyches are in good states of mind to make decisions. And usually they end up bad. The decisions you make in that state of mind or in a place which, which puts you in that state of mind is often going to be, um, you know, a bad state of mind. Yeah. Let's, let's look at the Pasuk of Rechavim, unless there's a question before you go to Rechavim. Okay, so, so let's see what Rechavim is talking So the, the Pasukim are in Debrei Yaman Beis, um, Perik Yod. Okay, so I'll just do a little bit. But it's basically the first, um, you know, 10, 10 Pasukim or so. <clears throat> so basically it says, Rechavim went to Shechem. So why do you go to Shechem? This is again, the right before and the end of Paraktas is um, Shlomo died, right? And Rechavim took, took, and took uh, in charge. Rechavim is the son of Shlomo, okay? So he took, he became the king after Shlomo. So Rechavim 
went to Shechem. Why Shechem? Because that's where Klai Yisrael came to be Mamlachem. Okay, he didn't go to Shechem per se. That's where the people went to be Mamlachem. Okay, so Shechem, Rashi says, B'Shechem Shehu Makam Yeravam. Shevachelech Ephraim. Okay, so this was the place. This wasn't his place. This was, again, Yeravam. Yeravam was the other guy. The guy who split off from him and became the other king. He's like really bad, Yeravam, right? Yeravam ben Nevat. So it was in his place because that was where they were being Mamluk Rechavam. Like they weren't being Mamluk Rechavam in, in, in his own town. Right? They were in the Shevet of Ephraim. Right? And it says, okay, fine. So uh, give me a second. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it says, so it says, Mesut David says, the reason why they didn't Shechem, because they thought Yushalayim, which was his place, he would be strong. And they wouldn't, he wouldn't listen to their, he wouldn't listen to the request. They knew they were making, they were, they were going to make a request from Rechavim to lower, lower the taxes. So they specifically, they didn't want to be Mamlachim in his hometown, on his turf. They wanted to be Mamlachim on their turf. So they brought him to, to Shechem, which is their, their hometown. Right, Yeravim's hometown. Okay, so when he heard, when Yeravim heard, and he was in Mitzrayim, he, ran, he had run away from Shlomo. So now Yeravim came back. And they called, um, and Yeravim came, and they spoke to Yeravim saying the following. So Yeravim was like a leader to them. And they all called, and they presented this case before, um, before Yeravim. They said, your father strengthened the, his yoke on us. Now lighten it up. Right? It's too much. So he says, give me, uh, and then we'll serve you. We'll be your servants, but just lighten the taxes. It's too much. So he says, they said, he said, give me three days and come back to me. So sure enough, they went. And then he asked his, uh, the Zikanim that used to be servants before Shlomo. And he said, what do you advise me to do? So they says, listen, if you listen to them, if it's good, listen to the people and uh, say, be, be, make nice with them and it'll be good. In other words, give in to them, give in to their requests. Well, their advice was, you don't have the strength of Shlomo. You can't pull it off. Shlomo was able, Shlomo was a great person. He was able to pull off this, um, this um, tax, high level of taxation because they appreciated him, but you're not going to do it. Give in to the request and it'll be, it'll be good. But he ignored their advice and he went to the young youths who grew up with him. He had other servants, not, not, not advisors who are the old time advisors, but the young you know, whippersnapper advisors who, were, who grew up with him. You know, he was in high school with those guys. So um, he said to them, what do you guys advise me? Tell me what to say. They said that I should lighten the load. So they said, this is what you should say to him. He says, my father was hard on you. Um, and you want me to make lighten it up? He says, my little finger is thicker than my father's loins. And now my father burdened you with a heavy yoke, and I'll add to that yoke. My father flogged you with whips, but I'll do with scorpions. Whereas he totally doubled down, right? And sure enough, Yerav and all the people came to Rechav on the third day saying, uh, you know, came back and he answered them harshly. And the whole thing, he told them the whole story. And sure enough, they saw they didn't listen and they said, what share do we have in Beis David and all that, everybody go and then they split. Okay, and that was, that was basically the split of the kingdom. So, so you see, there was a major, this was a major power play here, right? Right, this is a major power play that 
they are trying to put Rechavim in his place. He is feeling that pressure of being put in his place. He's on the contrary, trying to lift himself up over them and lord his power over them. It's like this major push back and forth, back and forth of who's stronger. And it led to a total, you know, about battle of the wills and total uh, destruction of them, split of them. So, so I guess what I'm saying is that just like the, the, the place could have a memory in the individual psyche of Shimon and Levi or the Shvat of the Shavtekah, but this, we are B'nai Yisrael. Our identities are B'nai Yisrael. We trace ourselves to the Shvatim. And especially then, there was like Shevet Ephraim, the Shevet I mean, they were identified with, with, with the Shvatim. And um, they trace themselves, their memory goes back to the, to the events, which are the events which happened to the Shvatim. Have an, and the locations in which those events happen to the Shvatim have an imprint on the psyche of Kali So, so what I'm saying is like Shechem was this place which again had these memories of their weakness, of their being attacked, of their being raped, of the mistake of their selling the brothers. And it was like, it was a place that was again, had, um, had, was laden with these emotions, of, I guess, inferiority of mistakes, of being attacked. And maybe that was like, they would like, I don't know, maybe that's what they went to the place. They went there. They were trying to like undermine him and to knock him off his uh, thing. And I don't know, they had emotions in Shechem, he had emotions in Shechem. I'm just saying it's like a place because of the place that it has this rich, bad history. It ended up maybe it was a place where they, like everyone feels a little bit inferior in, in Shem. Everyone feels like they have to improve themselves in Shem and rise up in Shem. And like because of all the, these emotions, it caught, no one was able to see eye to eye. They weren't able to reason in, in a calm, peaceful way. But right away, they made their demands. They were trying to, like, I don't know, I don't know the specifics. It's like hard to get exactly the you know, the emotion or the psychological, you know, state of mind. But I guess I'm more just saying it was like, there's a lot of emotions in Shem. And it, it like, it brings out the worst in, in people. When you're in a place like that, which has this history, it brings out the worst in people. So that's, that's what I did, Mokhal Lebronis. And so what does it mean nowadays? I don't know. It still is. It still is. It's, it's a bad place now, right? Yeah. So you don't want to go to Shem nowadays, right? It's like a video of the side of each country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not that it's like you have to stay within the um like the generations of like an association to have it's from the place. It's both. It's the place and the generations. I mean it's the the place, like I don't know. Like for example, um I don't know, Lahavdil. But like if Jews go to Auschwitz, it's it's meaningful. It's not a normal experience. It's like you're thrown off. Now again, it's not the same exact thing. But the point is, places have memories, you know. And there's events which happen to your ancestors in certain places that you're not going to be in a normal emotional state of mind if you're in Auschwitz, you know. Um, so, so that again, that's obviously much more extreme. But it's like that type of. I mean, this is. I mean, the idea of the, the Shvatim, uh, the Shvatim splitting and Yosef and all that, I mean, it was, it was a major thing, a major event, the Dina being raped and saying, this is like, this is like their, 
this is the place of Eretz Yisrael, which is such was supposed to be like our entry and all that, and you know, it represents these like major, you know, falls and attacks and being undermined and conflicts and all that. It's just a place which has, you know, which has um, this, this history which makes everybody crazy. I don't know. Are there are places like that in America. I don't really know. Yeah, I guess I'm saying it's like there are places which are, um, you know, maybe like Chevron is a place which is uh, great. But they went from Chevron down to Shem. So instead of the they left from Chevron to Shem. So Chevron is the place of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Mars and all the great ideas attached to Chevron. But they didn't know they left from Chevron and they went to Shem. They, they needed to escape the superego of the Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. And instead, they wanted to go out to the place where they won a war, where they showed their father who's boss, where they would have, you know. And like, I'm not saying that they consciously thought that even. I'm not sure. It's as much as like that was a place which talked to them. They had, they had good memories there or whatever. But those are not good memories. Those are memories which are very, you know, wild memories, which have, you know, ups and downs and conflicts. And I don't know. There's a, my point is, this, I guess I'm not. I think I'm not sure. I'm like, I'm not nailing down one particular emotion, either because I can't, or I'm trying to, I can't, I, I the truth, I can't. But I'm, I'm either I can't, but I should, or I'm, I'm, I think I'm trying to argue, take the fact that I can't and make it into the, my, that point. There are a lot of emotions. And the, that's part of what's complicated about the place. It's a lot of emotions and you can't, that's part of why you can't think clearly. It's like you're, you're attacked with a lot of thoughts, a lot of feelings. There's feelings of superiority and inferiority in the same place. It's a place where they, their, their sister was raped and they were taken uh, by surprise or whatever. They're supposed to express, uh, you know, establish themselves in Eretz Yisrael. But then they had this whole scheme and they tricked Shem and there was a major victory. That was another, you know, shows their greatness. But then their father yelled at them and told them that they're wrong. But then they got the last word and says, there's only Asosayno. And then, they were ended up being right, seemingly, right? But ultimately, when Yaakov on his deathbed, he ended up cursing them and saying, no, you guys weren't right. It's a mistake. So again, they didn't know about that at the time, at this time, but maybe Yochavim did. It's like, you know, this is like, so it's just, there's, there's too much. There's too much going on. And a person should know, I guess in general, a person should know, this is a good practical advice, is when, you're, when your emotions are wild, it's not a good plan time to make decisions. I'm a good state of mind to make decisions. Sometimes your emotions can be wild based on certain events which occur to you, but sometimes it can be because you're in a place, but you just know, you know, because it's your buttons. And that's, that's, that's what I'm saying, that's what causes promise. A place like that is the place which causes promise. It prevents you from being able to be clear-minded, and the difference between success and promise is oftentimes your ability to think clearly. So it's not it's not luck or you know, or magic or anything like that. It's just, it's, it's psychological reality. Places affect people. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I'm saying, yeah, it was a mistake for the brothers to go there. I'm saying if they had better self-awareness, self-knowledge, they wouldn't, that's what it says, Leros, the two dots on there, saying if they went to Leros the but they're really going to a great past for themselves. They were going to escape. That was a bad idea. It's not the time, it's not the place to go. If you're, in, if you're under the pressure of Yaakov and Yosef and that whole thing, stick it out. Either stick it out or go somewhere else. Don't don't go there. That's that's not a way. Running to your emotions is not a good idea. It's going to cause you to make. A, you need good, clear mind to thinking at this point. It's not that.
Yeah. That's good to say on Vegas, I feel like, has a place. Exactly. Feeling like that, yeah. You go to Vegas, and it'd be great. So, right? it's, just, it's a city which uh, has that uh, type of connotation, right? Rabbi Fader. Okay, so what about that other thing, the Emet Chevron? Oh. Yeah. I don't see what it's like. Okay, good. That's a good point. So I said, the went to the Kivriavos, he went to Shran. So you see, he felt that he was in an emotionally tough situation, but he didn't go to Shran, he went to Hevron. That's where you want to go. You want to go to get an inspiration from the Davos to bring to your mind the values that Davos looked like. Not to Shrem, which is this place which is Mukhalabranas. So that's what he did on the time of adversity. But look what the brothers did. They went to Shrem. So it's like, right, it's good. Yes, but I'm asking about the other point, this Eimah Hebron point. Maybe this isn't related, maybe it is, but it's saying, what does it mean they, they went from Eimah Hebron? It says from the Eitzah Uka, the deep counsel of, to that Sadiq who's buried in Hebron. Establish the Brisbane Osar. What does it mean? Oh, he sent them or sent him? To, he sent them. He sent Yosef. And so he sent, he sent, he sent Yosef. Right? He sent Yosef to Shem to be Mekayim, that advice of the, you know. I'm going to go back to before before the Shem point. Right? I mean, this Rashi is before Shem. I know we're doing it out of order. But the the Emet Chevron point. So, Maybe Rashi's bothered by the point David was bothered by. He's like, why did Yaakov send him? Right? I mean, he knew there was, um, he knew that there was uh, an adversity. The brothers hated him. He knew that they had this um, jealousy and there was complaining and there was this, you know. So Rashi said, you know, Yosef went. This is actually it's interesting. It says, this, this, this is a repetition of the Pesukim. I don't know if you picked this up. I was looking at this, yeah. he noticed this. It says, this, the repeat of it, right? It says, Vayomer Yisrael Yosef, Haloach HaKorom B'Shchem. Your brothers are in Shchem. L'chav Eshlach HaChalayim. Let me go and send them to send you to them. Vayomer Lo Hineni. So here I am. Okay. So go. Then he says, Vayomer Lo. L'ech Norei Eshlom HaChacha V'Eshlom HaTzom. Asher Yeni Dabar. V'Eshlach HaYom. Right? He just is now what he... So I wanted to say means, the first time he's saying is, listen. I want to send you, uh, you know, let, 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 let's see. I want to go and send you to, to see them. Another, is that okay with you? Do you feel comfortable with that? And he says, yeah, yeah I do. And Rashi says, I know of his resource. He was ready to go to listen to the advice of his father, even though he knew his brother said him. So, so Yaakov was like testing the waters. Is that okay? Yeah, okay. Then I'll send you, right? So it's like, in a certain sense, Yaakov, he didn't know. He didn't know how bad it was. And that's why he wanted to see. He kind of ran the idea. He didn't want to be in a tzava, Yosef, to go. Because maybe it's not good, and Yosef's not going to be comfortable with it. So that's why it's like, before he was mitzavah, he kind of talked out loud and says, I'm thinking to do this. You know, your brothers are in Shnambla, you'll go, and you go and send them. He says, okay, fine. And then he was really mitzavah, them, lech narei, now go and do it. Right? So my point is, is that, yeah, it's not that Yaakov was naive and he had no idea that there was hatred, but he kind of wasn't sure. And, Yosef, and it seems like Yosef also wasn't sure. You know? But, so I'm saying is maybe it wasn't really a smart thing to do. But maybe that's what Rashi's saying. There was like a hashkacha here. That Yaakov, I think the Avon Ram said something like this. But basically... Uh, Definitely like that thing. All the commentators yeah. say it was a stupid thing to do. Yeah, right. Like, right. 
So here, some saying is, but maybe there was part of the thing. That's, that's what Rashi is saying. That's what Rashi is addressing. It says, From this great deep council, means this was something that Hashem would not, under normal conditions, Hashem would not let this happen. Or like Yaakov on his own would have realized the mistake, or he would have asked not to make it. It's a, it's a dumb mistake. Maybe even if he had an oversight, it's a terrible consequence that can happen from this mistake. But God let it happen or in, enabled it to happen, maybe uh, pushed it along, because this was part of a bigger plan. The basic plan, ultimately, the Rishman Hasarim was that they had to end up in uh, Mishraim, and this was the first step in that whole thing. So the plan was realized through this, but in a certain sense, Yaakov missed, missed it. But that was part of the Hashkaf. Again, I don't know if they'd say that he didn't have the or maybe he did, or maybe God didn't help him. That's so it's, it's a little bit tricky. Because I don't think God's like causing him to make an error. I think that maybe the Ram Ram was saying he kind of did, but I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like either that God caused him to, or God allowed him to, or enabled him to, and forced him to. You know, it's like you It's like you can make Yaku would have to like put a firm foot down and not do it, and it kind of he. It's, it's what he ended up happening. Is he decided to do it. But you see, on his own, there's already the horror to the idea that to the idea that it's a bad idea. Yes. And yet he still. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Right. I think it says here actually. Um, his. From Shlomo that told him straight out that it's a bad idea. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's like this. He's a high level This knowing this secret thing was hidden from him. It's knowing what would end up happening and didn't tell me. And he was like lax, carefulness about Yosef going. But also as Hefcha, he did the opposite. sending them, and he knew they hated them. He's in order to bring about the actualization of the Avtacha. It's like yeah. nice not to believe it. Right. Like it can't be. It can't right. be that, that, right. uh, that the Shvatim is so bad. Right. That they're gonna do right. That. And that's just, that's what he says. He quotes it. That's what Yosef said to his brothers. Lo atam Hashem. You didn't send me, but Hashem. How did Hashem send them? This right here. Hashem put this idea on Yaakov's head or pushed him in that direction. Right? So it says, Oh, yeah, because the Pasik says, the Pasik in Tehillim. Shalach of Yosef. Sent before them a man and Eved was sent them. Chazal says, "As Shalach Yaakov, as Yosef, benel no mimenu zeidias anistar, v'shekarav zman geirasera v'shekarav ma'imenusar." So I think that's the point he's saying is that this event was caused part of the big picture, part of the deep hidden council. No one would ever see it. You'd never notice that this is a step in the direction of the first benusar. It just seems like an innocent whatever. So they met the to the brothers, but this is part of the, the, the you know, the advice of Akadosh Baruch, or the deep, the Emek, is Hashem's um, 
plans are hidden and how Hashem brings about his ultimate plan is through causes you never know that him sending himself at the beginning of the whole how would you ever know that I mean, the Jews going down China. but that's part of the Eitzah Muka saying it's like this is it's like you see the hand of the Hashkacha working in this like subtle way yeah and uh, Moshe is drawing connection between the other two and it's also the same kind of thing I mean, look, because God says to him in Vayetzei, Vayem Hashem al-Yakov Shuvel Eretzach Obsecha, Vumoletecha, Vayemach. And instead he stayed in Sukkot for a year and a half. And then, finally, he leaves and he goes he goes to Shechem and buys a piece of land up there. So that's to get him back on the right path. Is, I just want to mention one point. This again, like the, I like these, they're the, taking these Rashi's again. This sounds like one of these good luck Rashi's, you know, like it's a uh, bad luck Rashi's. But I think when you, you know, a lot of Rashi's, which on the surface, you know, if you think the Torah is believing superstitions, you just see the Rashi's, the read on the face, like, oh, the Bruno's bad luck, bad place. But I mean, when you look into them, you see there's a much deeper perspective here. And again, it rings true, this psychological point. It's just it's not, I don't think it's a stretch to say places are like this. But, you know, again, it's easy to see these things at first sight and a lot of Rashi's, which kind of imply, you know, funny types of ideas. But you have to take them and analyze them and, you know, look beneath the surface and to see what's really going on. So maybe the reason it goes... There's the more points. The Yosef was buried in Shem and he got an extra portion. I mean, there's, it would be interesting to look further into it. I mean, Rashi just bring down these, so I kind of just went with Rashi, but it could be there's more research to be done about Shem and it's, uh, it's other, other historical.